We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yo, I haven't got all day. 869-1240. Time to get busy. This is Sports Daily on KFH. Caught! Touchdown! Kansas City! Hey, Chiefs Kingdom, we have you covered. Joining Sports Daily Live, executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network, Dan Israel. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's Sports Daily on KFH. Tommy Castor, Paul Savage, and Jad Chambers producing the show. We are joined by the executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network, Dan Israel. And uh, Dan, I guess my first question to you is, we are less than 48 hours removed from the Super Bowl championship. How you feeling? How tired are you right now? Uh, <laughs> how's everything going right now for you? Well, I think you get a sense for how tired I am by the end of this interview for sure. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll see if I get the right teams and names right. It's a mush, <laughs> I'll tell you. What a you know, it's it really starts it's a long week anyway, right? I mean, it's yeah. long hours. You get up early, you're on Radio Row all day talking to and you, and and you're just your mind is constantly at work, at work as these people pass by you and you go, "Oh, Hey, that's Derrick Henry. Let's get him. Or, uh, hey, that's, you know, uh, Charles Woodson. Let's get him, you know. And so you're 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 kind of at it all week long. And then it finally starts to slow down. Well, just as it started to slow down, my body decided, hey, why don't we get the stomach flu? That would be fun. (laughs) That would be awesome. Oh, my. And yeah. So I spent I spent all day pretty much. uh, I finished my interviews on Thursday about noon. Crashed for a couple hours, got up, had to do a thing for the Chiefs that night, and then I spent all day Friday in bed, had to get up, do a dinner. Then I finally, Saturday, kind of started to come out of it and and just in time to, you know, write scripts and finish production and get the game on the sure. air. And and then game day is a whirlwind, man. I mean, you're on the air right. all day, and you guys know what it's like to do a shift. It's, you know, time moves incredibly fast, and – and yeah. so it started this 24-hour whirlwind where really the party did not stop at the team hotel much before we were back on the air Monday morning. And mm. uh, wow, yeah, so and then you're traveling home through all of that, and it's not just you traveling home. Now, fortunate for me, I, I'm very fortunate to get to travel the team charter because the rest of my crew had to fly home on the friends and family charters for the Chiefs. And the and they went through the normal airport stuff. We didn't have to do that. Oh, we we did it yeah. all at our hotel. But that Sky Harbor Airport, you have three hundred fifty thousand people leaving that w- came to visit the golf, the waste management golf tournament. 
You have another half million people that came for the Super Bowl. So you had a million people trying to get home on on Monday morning. It was just an absolute traffic nightmare. And uh, yeah. but it's all worth it, man. <laughs> it's all worth yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's let's start off with uh, kind of a thirty thousand foot view here. Uh, and, and one of the things that we've talked about on this show over the last couple of days, and uh, I know a lot of folks are are talking about this now. This win for Kansas City was about legacy. It was about the legacy of Andy Reid, the legacy of Patrick Mahomes, the legacy of the the state of this organization right now and the last five years and and the way that everything has been building up, culminating in this moment. From a 30,000-foot view, where do you stand on all of that? And what do you think that this second Super Bowl win in four years, what does this do to the overall legacy of the team and then some of those individuals that I just mentioned? Yeah, I, you know, I actually think it's huge, and I'll tell you why. Um, they're not done. They're they're young, uh, with the exception of Coach Reed, and I don't really feel like, you know, despite the story coming out about him retiring, I've never heard anything like that out of his mouth. And, and frankly, he loves doing what he does. Their family, Tammy loves him doing it. Tammy's not, you know, uh, pushing him to retire that I've ever heard. And so I, I don't, I don't, I think you're going to see several more years of coach Reed and Patrick Mahomes and, and maybe even a, a year or two more of Travis Kelsey. And, and so when you look at it from that standpoint, their ability to possibly get back to another game or even two, uh, it puts them in a class that would be so rare and so small that it, but they couldn't have been, they couldn't have done that had they not been able to get another one. You've got to go get, you know, you got to get started on that path. And so for me, it it indicates a pacing that would allow them to be a very unique uh, in a class of people that's very small. And uh, so it already does, to be honest with you, the second one alone already really does say the first one wasn't an accident you know the the these guys know what they're doing when you look at they put it that the second one came with almost a completely separate team than the 2019 and so guys for Mahomes uh for coach Reed I think coach Reed you know should probably have already been uh, as Mitch Holtis says it should already be on the coach's Mount Rushmore anyway just from yeah. everything that he's accomplished in his 23, four years, whatever it's been. But even the guys like Mahomes, and I'll point out, I'll make this point in that he's now passed what Lynn Dawson accomplished. And that's saying something. Lynn Dawson right. was a Super Bowl MVP, a league MVP. He was, he'd won a Super Bowl. He'd lost a Super Bowl. Same could be said for Patrick Mahomes prior to Sunday. Now you got to say he's a two-time league MVP. He's a two-time Super Bowl MVP, and he's a two-time Super Bowl champion. That's something Lenny wanted to do but never got done in his, in his career. And so I think when you look at it that way, it takes guys like Kelsey and Mahomes and cements them as first ballot Hall of Famers for sure. Uh, I, I just can't imagine a world in where that isn't going to take place. Uh, and, you know, People talk about Aaron Rodgers being one of the greatest to ever play the games. Well, I don't. I think Mahomes is on a pace to blow that out of the water. You know, so yeah. I, it's it's big, man. It really, truly is big. Not that the work is completely done, but you can see them building a path to that. Yeah, let, let, let's dial in a little bit more on the actual game. I mean, it wasn't easy, and and of course, going into halftime, 
Uh, it looked fairly bleak. Uh, that, that first half was uh, not the way that I think uh, Kansas City wanted it to go. Uh, the Eagles did a great job on ball control. They basically were able to do whatever they wanted offensively. You take away the, the Jalen Hurts fumble, it was pretty much a, a perfect first half for the Eagles and what they wanted to do. Uh, the, the Chiefs defense couldn't get off the field on third and fourth down in that first half and it extended drives for the Eagles. In your mind, as you're watching that first half play out and then you see Mahomes go down, re-aggravate that ankle injury, going into the locker room, what was your what was your thoughts going into halftime? Oh yeah, just I mean it, the the crowd was really more Eagles fans than Chiefs fans, and so it wasn't like in Jacksonville inside Arrowhead when Mahomes initially injured that ankle, and, and there were seventy thousand fans in stunned silence sitting there, yeah, and it was this eerie. But inside our press box, it was tough, man. I mean, you just you could almost feel the thing slipping through your fingers. You could almost envision Chad Henney coming out there and giving it this heroic effort <laughs> and keeping the game close <laughs> and all of that. But, you know, it, in the end, it was going to be that you didn't have your star out there. And and so it was just uh, – and, and to watch him grimacing, I don't even think he was in as much pain in, in when he initially injured it in the Jacksonville game as you saw him on the bench in this game. I mean, they had a tight close-up shot of him just – what looked like in bone breaking pain kind of uh you know just in to see that on his face he just i know he's a tough kid I, i've been around him enough to know he's tough and i knew he would come back what i didn't know is he would come back and look like patrick mahomes i thought he'd come back and look like an injured patrick mahomes well paul savage here it's a pleasure and an honor to talk to you dan thanks for for taking uh, my question and and i before i get to my regular question i just got to know do you get a super bowl ring I do. <laughs> is this your, so you, so it. this is your second Super Bowl ring. How cool yeah. is that? Everybody strives for a ring, and that's I think that is so cool. And and one of the reasons you're going to get this ring is because of the play of the offensive line. Tommy and I were talking earlier in the show about about just how great the offensive line played. That was a bone of contention for the last two weeks. We've talked about oh my gosh. Will the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line be able to handle the defensive front of the Philadelphia Eagles? It's the number one pass rush team in the entire league. The Eagles are great. They're wonderful. They're going to get pressure. It's going to change the course of the game. Not so much, my friend. Not so much. Yeah. Talk a little about, about how did the, the Chiefs prepare? How did they get that performance out of, of this offensive line against this number one defensive line? Well, Paul, I mean, first thing I'll tell you is I, I sat down with Andrew Wiley yesterday and his parents. Uh, we were just hanging out at the hotel waiting to leave. And we were talking, and I had to be honest with him. I get asked all the time, you know, if you get a second ring, what finger are you going to put it on? He's like, I'm not, I'm not making that decision until I have to. It just felt like it was wrong to kind of pre-decide that. So I was telling Andrew Wiley, I said, I, I realized this morning I've been really hard on Orlando Brown most of the season, to be honest with you. I mean, it kind yeah. of started in training camp, and I just felt like, you know, Brown was quite, what you know, the caliber of, of left tackle that a guy like Patrick Mahomes needed. I mean, I'm, I really was less than 
glowing on him. And now all of a sudden I realized he was one of the reasons that I had to decide which finger to put the second ring on. Right, right. You know? <laughs> it's like, uh-oh, I owe the guy an apology and a thank you on that. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I told Andrew Wiley, I said, you know, your, your pancake yesterday kind of started all of that. And, but, uh, you know, I think one of the fascinating aspects about this is uh, these guys, for whatever reason, the offensive line I'm speaking of, Chiefs offensive line, they seem to, much like the Chiefs team, the more you tell them they're bad and they can't get it done, you're never going to be able to compete against those Eagles. Man, that, that defensive front, just too powerful. I mean, look at, look at the stats all season. You, no way you guys are going to be able to handle that. It's going to be Super Bowl 55 all over again. You know, Patrick Mahomes is going to be running east and west all day. And the more you tell them that, the better they play. I don't know why that is. For, you know, you'd think you'd be able to get yourself mentally in a spot for the Super Bowl to play no matter what somebody said about you. But uh, it sure worked well. I, I thought the most amazing part about Super Bowl 57 was the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes was sacked zero times. Right. Zero. Yeah. And that was just not a stat I would have put cash on. There's, I would have said that, you know, hey, it won't surprise me if they keep him upright for most of the day, but there's going to be a couple of sacks for sure. Uh, there was not. Uh, I just think that's one of the most impressive things that was accomplished, silently accomplished. And this game really was set up to be about performance in the trenches anyway, and so that's literally what it came down to. Let's talk a little bit, Dan, about the halftime adjustments from uh, not only Andy Reid, but his coordinators and what they were able to do basically in putting together a, a perfect game plan in the second half. And, and, you know, it's just it's remarkable the way that they played that second half. Uh, no penalties, no turnovers, no sacks, uh, one incompletion. And that was a throwaway in the back of the end zone from Patrick Mahomes. I, I saw a stat that in the second half, the Chiefs had. Uh, like a maximum of 231 yards they could gain, and they gained 228 out of the 231 in the second half. And, and the only reason that they didn't get all of it was because they deliberately didn't Jared score McKinnon. with Eric McKinnon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they ran around yeah. and kneeled the ball down. So, I mean, it was as perfect of a second half as you could absolutely play, and they had to have it to win the game. So talk a little bit about what you saw as far as adjustments being made at halftime from that coaching staff. Yeah, Tommy, it was interesting. I, I spoke with m multiple players, and they all told me the exact same thing. I kind of figured what Coach had said to them at halftime. Look, we have a game plan. We're a tick off here. We're a tick off there. It's kind of the way Coach is. You know, he's not going to go in and say, hey, let's do – look, this isn't working. Let's change everything. Uh, he's very consistent with all of that, and I kind of figured that's what would be his message. And then the coordinators typically get up, and, and they do some minor adjustments. Hey, we want you, instead of lining up, two yards from the numbers, line up three yards from the numbers, or, you know, they make these little adjustments. And, but the big deal, and, and there's two things. If you're a Chiefs fan right now, you got to thank Rihanna in the, in the NFL for making a 30-minute halftime because it created two situations that really enabled the Chiefs to win this game. The first was it allowed the medical staff to work on Patrick Mahomes' ankle and get him to a point where he could come out and look like Patrick Mahomes. 30 minutes, I think it was 40 minutes between his injury and when he had to actually go out on the field again. 40 minutes. Yeah. I mean, that's what a luxury. You are not going to see that in a normal game. So thankful Rihanna's concert took a, you know another 10 minutes within what was normal. The second is all of them said universally that after everybody came in and just kind of had a lifeless, they were quiet, kind of looking down 
and they were all sitting at their lockers and Mahomes just went into an absolute, you know, uh, what was it? A, a, you know, a, a Notre Dame speech, a Rudy speech. And after he concluded, he threw it to Kelsey and Kelsey finished it for another two minutes. And guys told me that they were like six minutes from going back out on the field and because there was still six minutes of halftime, and they were all so wound up. They were like, let's go, let's go now, let's go, let's go. And they couldn't wait to just get back out there. And they came out with an energy that they did not have in the first half. And you said it, man. They, they only went four drives. All four drives resulted in a score. The Eagles could not stop them, and they were stopping the Eagles. It was like just this renewed energy that Mahomes and Kelsey breathed into these guys, these two veteran leaders, these locker room leaders just absolutely pumped their team up, got them in a, in a position where they were riled up and back out on the field and fighting with a a ferocity that they did not have in the first half. And it made the difference. It literally made the difference. You could see it. You could feel it as a chiefs fan. When the third quarter opened, it was different. And everyone that every single player that I talked to, Credits Mahomes and Kelsey for their locker room speech. You know, Dan, two plays signified how how interesting this game was, and that was the two motions on the on the uncovered touchdowns that the Chiefs scored in the second half. And I guess I haven't heard an explanation from anybody associated with the Eagles as to what happened. And this and the situation is obviously motion from one side of the field to the other side. There's two options. You're either in man defense or you're in zone. If you're in man, you run with you run with the motion. If you're in zone, you bump off the receiver over to the next outside receiver once the crossing motion starts. So it's it's either run with it or you bump. And neither time, that's two times in a Super Bowl, two times at the end of the season that the Eagles did not handle that. Can you explain to me, have you heard anything from the Eagles with regards to how does that happen? <laughs> I've not, Paul, I've not heard from the Eagles, but I can tell you from the Chiefs standpoint, this is an example of how well coached the Kansas City Chiefs are. They were prepared yeah. for this. The Eagles do a very kind of unique deal when they hand off that that motion across the field. They typically, even if they're in man, will bump which is weird because it's kind of like yeah. man and zone at the same. Don't do that. That's so right. The, the, right. The Chiefs were told, the Chiefs were prepared that if they bump, when they bump, immediately reverse and go the other direction. And then they flooded Kelsey in there to be a distraction to the one guy that was left. So it left this guy wide, wide open. And they did it twice, mm-hmm. twice. They called that play for wide open touchdowns. I think one to Sky Moore, and I can't remember who the other one, Kadarius maybe? Kadarius, but, yeah, uh, Kadarius. Yeah, so, but that was play design, and I love that. That That is the genius of Andrew Walter Reed right there. You got a guy who says, look, we can take advantage of this all day if we do it right. And he called it when it needed to be called most and boy, was he right. They, they absolutely just took advantage of the Eagles situation because those guys were open by 15 yards. I mean, it was, it was just a, and that's another example too, where you've got a guy like Travis Kelsey who is sacrificing for his teammate. He knows he's not getting the ball. He's just occupying space and causing the situation to be uh, good for the chiefs, you know? 
Well, Dan, of course, the the Chiefs win the game. They get to hoist the Lombardi for the second time in in four years. And um, before we let you go, we've got a couple minutes left before we got to get out of here. But before we let you go, the the floor is yours. I know that we've got a a chance to talk to you all season long. uh, And I know that that you've got a a phenomenal team that you work with week in and week out. Uh, In my opinion, the greatest play-by-play guy of all time in Mitch Holthus. Uh, the floor is yours. Talk a little bit about the, the way this season played out for you and uh, anything else that you want to mention as, as we wrap up this season. You know, uh, it's interesting, Tommy. We were ta- I was talking to Mitch on the plane ride home, and we were just talking about the, the, the differences of 2019 and this season, and that they yeah. were both magnificent seasons. But one of the things we said, 2019 was really magical. Uh, things were just happening and it was like, wow, there's a lot of potential here and they could, they're really good. These guys get along. Let's see where this thing goes. And wow, it, 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 we're going to make it to the Super Bowl for the first time. It was just magical. It was like your first time in Disneyland. This season was far more engineered. Uh, this started right. in the off season where they traded a receiver who was due to make about $30 million a year and replaced him with a wide receiver room that total in total makes about 20 million a year, saving 10 million in cap to do other things. And Kelsey restructured his contract to be uh, team favorable. And there, it was literally engineered. We took seventh round draft picks, guys that were that most teams consider flyers and made them starters. I, I feel like Brett Veach just literally had this huge blueprint. And was working his magic and and doing his thing while coach was taking advantage of the the players that he was bringing in and so it really felt like this was a all hands on deck effort and everybody did their part and without everybody doing their part it wouldn't have happened and and so from our standpoint from our standpoint of covering the team very different than 2019 you yeah. had you know just a different feel about it and and what I love most about covering this team, being a part of Chiefs radio, the humility of the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, look, they, you know, Mahomes stood up there and said, we got more to do, but he is by uh, all accounts, a very humble human being. Coach Reed is humble. These guys credit each other with the success. Who wouldn't want to work in an organization like that? I mean, how blessed yeah. am I, right? Wow. Yeah, for sure. Well said. Uh, it's, it's magical. It's been a magical season, another Super Bowl win in four years, and we are uh, we're watching a dynasty in the making, Dan. We've really appreciated these visits all season long, and looking forward to to doing it again next year. And and uh, we're glad that we have you here on the show. Let's do it, go Chiefs! All right, that's Dan Israel. He's the executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network. We're going to come back, wrap up the show, tell you what's on tap, and put a bow on this Valentine's Day edition of Sports Daily. It's on the way for you next on KFH. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.